All right. Tonight is the night. It is... I don't even want to call it a revenge game because it is quite literally the second game of the season. But we do have some changes. And that would be Dan Vladar starting in net for the Flames. What does that mean to you, Brett? Well, uh, I tweeted out that uh, poor guy for Jacob Markstrom. It sounds like Daryl Sutter said that Markstrom was under the weather and said, poor guy. Seems to be the Rogers place flu. He has an awful, awful, awful save percentage against the Edmonton Oilers. And you saw it against not only the Oilers in the regular season, but in the playoffs as well. We talked about it too. There were times heading into or coming into the series where you sat there and went, is it time to put Vladar in? And now you sit there and you go, well, now it's the first battle of Alberta since then. And uh, yeah, Dan Vladar is in the net. So that tells me, first of all, I think Daryl Sutter saying that Markstrom is under the weather is a little bit of him protecting his goalie and as he should, that's what a good coach does. Mm -hmm. Um, But the numbers don't lie. Jacob Markstrom is one of the best goalies in the league. He is a Vesna trophy candidate for every year, basically for the next couple of years and the last couple of years as well. That tells me, first of all, you really want to win this hockey game. But second of all, you don't have a lot of trust in Jacob Markstrom in Edmonton. That doesn't mean in general, but just in or against Edmonton. Yeah, so I, you know, I I do agree with you. I know on Wednesday, Markstrom missed practice because he wasn't feeling well. Um, Again, under the weather. And it was just, you know, why make him practice if he's sick? And then him starting on Thursday was kind of questionable because, you know, but I think like you talked about on the national show with us last week about how Markstrom is never going to say, don't put me in, you know, he's ready to go regardless, but you know, maybe it is the Rogers place flu. Um, (laughs) And I don't think this is necessarily a negative thing here. I think that this is, also a test for Vladar because last season was his first NHL season and he it was evident and very apparent that Vladar did not have Daryl Sutter's trust and Sutter was not willing to you know put him in these high leverage situations this game even though it's early in the season it is against your biggest rival a division rival And a team that eliminated you in the playoffs. And I know people, okay, put it behind you. But it's it's still there, you know. So I think that this is going to be a test in terms of, you know, can Sutter trust Vladar in these high leverage situations going forward? I really like that. And and Sutter said today that he plans on starting Vladar, at least giving Vladar a start a week. So 
that shows the trust and, and the added workload that, that he has. And I mean, no kidding after the preseason that he had no kidding. I, I'm on, I'm on the phone with my father this morning talking about the game. And he goes, yeah, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. Cause Vladar played against the Oilers in the preseason. Mm-hmm. He goes, ah, that, that check guy, he might be just as good, if not better than Markstrom. I go, okay. And maybe you're pumped the tires a bit. <laughs> But he, he was very impressive throughout this se- the preseason. And now is the real time to show that that wasn't just, a, oh, the, we're playing the, the AHL Edmonton mm-hmm. Oilers. You know, it's, it's, it's now it's, it's real. It's in Edmonton. It's the first time since the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It, it's you have your redemption for four from four one right you have new guys it's a new story it's now a, a, a time to kind of start a new chapter almost right no I completely agree with you and I think again it just adds to you know this is a new group for the flames and they're going to try to integrate as much not newness, but as much talent as they can and rotate it in and out. Um, you know, on top of Vladar making his, I'm pretty sure his first career start in Edmonton. Um, we have Wegar, Kadri, and Huberto performing in their first Battle of Alberta. And that's that's rather incredible to have, you know, those three guys uh And I'm just looking at a tweet here from Eric Francis, and it says, 10 years in the league, and Jonathan Huberto said he wasn't sure he'd ever been on Hockey Night in Canada as a Panther. Then he remembered he has a towel. I guess I might have been on at least once then. (laughs) So, you know, I think that um, this is going to be an exciting game. Mm -hmm. I'm going to guess that uh, Mackenzie Wieger is probably going to be on uh, Hockey Night in Canada tonight. Yeah. (laughs) But Kane and Kadri. Yeah. Yeah. What what are we gonna do about that? Is that going to be <laughs> a little bit of history? Yeah. yeah. I mean I uh I, I said in my show yesterday that I think I, I potentially I could see a, a Tilly between the two of them. I could see the two of them kind of burying the hatchet and just going, all right, let's let's get it behind us and let's go. And what how what better way to do it than in the Battle of Alberta? I half thought that this was the reason why Kadri signed in Calgary was to go, all righty, baby, this is the right this is the time, right? Get my retribution. Um yes, I mean both of these guys are 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 physical specimens or physical guys who who really go out there and set a tempo to the game. That's what Evander Kane was trying to do in game three of the Western Conference Finals. And Kadri ended up having to get surgery because of him trying to set that tempo. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about some of the, the jumbling of the lines a little later on for the Edmonton Oilers. But tonight, Evander Kane is playing on the second line. And while well, Nazem Kadri is the second line center right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That too, but. 
There might be some matchups between the two of them throughout the game, not only at the start of the game through to get a little of that behind them, but also late in the game, probably to really figure out the the winner of this game, the outcome of this game. Yeah, we're going to talk about that next. But first, we do have to talk about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your continued source for sports betting info all season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, pods, and in depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for your, all your favorite sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute sor- scores for every sport out there. Don't forget that uh, there is MLB playoff going on, honestly, all day today. So make sure you get your bets in there. Will Judge have another uh, four strikeout game, or will he find himself out of that slump? Head on over to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. I'm not happy about those playoffs. No, I'm a Dodgers fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Who are the Dodgers? Are are, oh, wait, no, they're playing the Padres. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now they're down 2-1. All I hear is the beat LA. Oh, that is the no. worst chant in sports. The worst I, chant in sports. It is. But, and, like, that's coming from someone who grew up in, like, the Celtics-Lakers rivalry <laughs> era. Yeah, and, like, there you go. It's just, it's a lame chant. Yeah, and now the, I do, is it the Ducks who do it now for, uh, yeah. or is it Vegas? Yeah, there you go, for for uh, the LA Kings. So <laughs> it, it spreads out everywhere, eh? Uh, but that just proves that there is a real rivalry there as I drop yeah. your guys' lines. So that shows how, <laughs> how much I care about that. There's the rivalry there. Beat Calgary. Anyways. Um, but yeah, <laughs> there are new players. We just uh, kind of mentioned or went over one of them really in this uh, last segment, but there are a lot of new players in this battle of Alberta An introduction to the rivalry. Yes. I don't know. Everyone keeps saying that Edmonton broke uh, the broke the flames. And honestly, if that's the case, thank you very much. Because <laughs> I honestly think that this team is so much better than last year. Yes, my heart misses my favorite Italian little Johnny Gaudreau. But that's okay, because Jonathan Huberto is, you know, really... Frenchman, uh, Yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes north of me so you know it's just uh what a time what a time <laughs> I think that, that I don't know I just I'm grateful for the off season that the flames had and you know it's exciting to get the first battle of Alberta going yeah this early here's again. my thing and uh, <laughs> I mentioned that as the Florida Panthers are currently beating the Buffalo Sabres right now, a goal from Matthew Kachuk, or yeah, I think he scored a goal. Yes, he did score a goal. Um, but uh, the interesting thing is, is the 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 return for Matthew Kachuk was obviously Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger. I'll talk about Mackenzie Weger in a second because. Uh, there's an interesting pairing between the two of him and, and, and Tanev that I think will be very important going into tonight's game. But Jonathan Huberto played his entire career 
in Florida. And he, fantastic hockey player. Can't take anything away from that. This is his first battle of Alberta. Yeah. There's no rivalry like the battle of Alberta. I don't think he knows what really is go. He is going to get into going into right. this. And I don't know how much it, it it will affect him because this is going to be one of his most important regular season games. Correct. I'm going to say he's ever played other than maybe late down in the stretch of the season. Right. They're, they're battling for a playoff spot. But in Florida, first of all, how many people are going to see those games in, in Florida at the time? Now Florida has and a like, nice bef- Like before they started getting good. Like yeah, I, they have a pretty nice fan base down there. They and, do. And but before three or they four weren't. years ago, there was no one in the stands. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now they're going to be getting insane, insane fans on top of them. Both of those arenas are built right on top of you. That's not an easy place to play. Yeah, no. And I think the thing here is. He does he like there's no rivalry in Florida. And he hasn't experienced that. Like, sure, maybe growing up as a Canadians fan, uh, you know, you see like the um, obviously you all the Canadians team, all the Canadian teams, but also like, sorry to keep talking about the Bruins, but like the Bruins and um, other Atlantic Division teams. But there, I don't think he has a true taste of what the rivalry is. And on top of that, too, you, 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 yes, you have Sidney Crosby, you have Alex Ovechkin, you have Steven Stamkos. You don't have Connor McDavid, and you don't have Leon Dreisaitl, and you don't play them as often as you do in Florida, as you do in Calgary. But you also don't get to play Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl that often together in Florida as well. Now, in a very important game. You're going to be facing them a lot. Yes, they. You, you don't want to really talk about two offensive forwards going against each other, but this is still what the matchup will be. It's going right. to be almost Huberdeau and, and Caudry versus uh, uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl. So that will kind of be some of the headlines in the game. And if w- any of those four players aren't, playing up to those standards then people are going to take notice and maybe that is the player out of the four of them to watch out for in that case yeah you raise a really good point and to be on a primetime stage like this so early on in your tenure in in calgary your second game Mm -hmm. and i'm just i'm very interested to see how these matchups go I think that obviously McDavid is, you know, the Oilers are a stronger team in that sense of, you know, ability to skate and offense. But I'm I'm curious to see if the Flames have learned anything and have been working on how to, you know, utilize their two-way defensive uh, forwards in terms of shutting down you know, more crucial lines. A hundred percent. The Mangiapanis, the, the third line in general, right? Like, yeah, a hundred percent. I was hearing a lot of chatter and I want to get to the, the, cause you mentioned matchups in a second. I want to talk about that, but I've heard a lot of people talk about 
just the the third line, and a lot of people weren't a big fan of Trevor Lewis's game last game. No, what what's going on in the bottom six? I don't know why Trevor Lewis is still a Calgary Flame. Wow. He no, like honestly, he should have been waived last year. Uh, I truly, I don't see him being uh, really any sort of asset or addition, you know, positive addition anyways to this team. He took a lot of penalties in the playoffs and it cost the team power play goal after power play goal. And it was, I don't know. I feel like he, you know, obviously is a former LA King and has that Sutter connection, but Milan Lucic provides more um, than Trevor Lewis. And I don't think that Trevor Lewis is has the ability to hold to compare to to like he doesn't fit in this bottom six at all. Is basically right. what I'm trying to say. There's. I don't know. And, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned he's playing over Milan Lucic, obviously, basically that fourth line as well. Uh, Adam, uh, no, Ruzicka is a defenseman, is he not? No, so he's I'm... a center. Oh, is he a center? Well, there you go. So, the, um, there you go. He's, he's taking minutes away from guys that people have said may get NHL time. But uh, either way, that's, that's the third line. I wanted to mention a matchup from the – First pairing of your defenseman, and that is, uh, as of according to Pat Steinberg, as I found out, he does put out the, the lines. Um, Mackenzie Weger and Chris Tanev. Now, Chris Tanev was the guy that the Flames had to get, had to get um, uh, back into the the series against the Oilers last year. He he's the shutdown guy against Connor McDavid, and when he was back in the lineup, he wasn't a hundred percent. Now he's uh, supposed to be 100% at the start of the season. He has a new pair, uh, a partner, D partner in Mackenzie Weger, Weger, excuse me. And in the same boat as Jonathan Huberto, he hasn't been in a matchup just like this. He hasn't played against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl as often as a Chris Tanev, as a Noah Hannafin and Rasmus Anderson. He hasn't, but he's still going to probably get the most amount of minutes depending on Sutter, whether or not Sutter wants those matchups or not, how he feels, how the game goes, whatever. Is there comfortability? This was something I mentioned on my show as well yesterday because I don't have these answers, is obviously. Right. But Mackenzie Weger and uh, who might not be ready for Connor McDavid, alongside Chris Tanev, who is probably ready for Connor McDavid, okay. is that a, a good balance to have? I think so. I think yeah. um, one of my favorite things about the the defensive group that the flames have put together is the ability to kind of mentor. Like there's this really great, um, like Chris Tanev is a fantastic mentor and he can really guide these, uh, really any of the, these guys would follow him to the gates of hell, honestly. Um, but I think that Weegar has that maybe not, the experience of a true rivalry, but I know that he has had some pretty big fights in his career. So he knows, you know, how to drop the gloves. He has that 
to his advantage. And I, I don't think that, um, you know, that's necessarily something that we're going to, we have to look out for tonight, but I think that he does have that like underlying, like competitiveness to him in that advantage. And I think, you know, when other members of the group talk, I'm sure that he's going to, you know, ask Christiana of like, okay, what's one thing that like you do that, you know, how should I follow and things like that um, to be able to like shut them down. And I really, really am impressed with Uyghur's game so far. You know, he had two assists in his first appearance and, you know, obviously it was against the Stanley cup champions on who were on a second half of a back-to-back, but Hey, they were still, they were still competitive and putting up goal after goal. And I just, I really do think that Uyghur has it in him. I think, you know, if anything, there will be minor tweaking because of maybe Chris Tanev um, is going to be limited Mm. because he's still coming back from that injury. Or maybe Uyghur isn't ready to play on such a big stage like that. So, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Noah Hanfin. You know, like they're paired together again. I just, I think that the the decor does have some flexibility here. And I'm very, I'm excited. Listen, I know everyone's excited for Jonathan Huberto and playing, you know, up against Connor McDavid. But I want to see how this new how Weegar does. I want to see what he brings to the table. I think that he he has the ability to really step up and be a no, the number one guy on this team. Completely. You mentioned flexibility, Jess, and we've talked a lot about the Flames so far, not so much about the Oilers. And speaking of the Oilers, they've got some flexibility. They're showing their flexibility when it comes to their forward depth. A lot of change coming from uh, the Edmonton Oilers forward core and the lines heading into tonight's game against the Calgary Flames. So we're going to talk about some of the changes and where everything is, where everybody is, and what it may mean for the Oilers in just a second. But first, I want to thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen today. Now for your second listen, make sure you tune in to Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone give you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition. With daily updates of news and analysis and advice Monday through Friday. Available on YouTube, Audacity, and wherever you find your podcast. Just a lot of uh, adjustments for the Edmonton Oilers heading into the first edition of the Battle of Alberta in 2022-23. And uh, they're much different than, uh, especially on the left side for the Oilers, than how they lined up against the Vancouver Canucks on Wednesday. The first line gets a little bit of a new look as Zach Hyman is skating next to Connor McDavid and Yesapoli Arvey, who's still on that first line. 
as wow. the interesting thing is, and the reason why I mentioned Poyarviso in that first line is Kyler Yamamoto will be back in the lineup for the Edmonton Oilers. He'll be skating alongside Leon Dreisaitl and Evander Kane, who ducks down to that second line from the first line with uh, or for, with Connor McDavid to Leon Dreisaitl. And then Dylan Holloway is now on the third line with the Edmund or for the Edmonton Oilers alongside Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Warren Fogle, who is also now ready to play. He missed the game against the Vancouver Canucks on Wednesday, which is actually why the Edmonton Oilers had to go with a 12 uh, 6 yeah. lineup or an 11 6 lineup. Excuse me. Uh, that is <laughs> a player less than a 12 6. Um, but now the Edmonton Oilers do have a, a full lineup tonight heading into the game. A lot of changes. The back line stays the, the same, but a lot of changes all over the place, especially on that left side. Jess, is this, I, I know uh, I'm the Oilers side, but yeah, this does give you a little bit of a new look. Now, we mentioned already Kane and Kadri being on that first, uh, second line together. The Edmonton Oilers, Zach Hyman more specifically, scored f- a goal in every single game in that series last year. Yeah, he did. And now he's on that first line. You know, Is there something going on here? I just have to say, I think if you told Zach Hyman when he was in Toronto, that he would be on a first line with Connor McDavid, he would laugh at you and say, no, <laughs> there's no way. But I think that he's be, being used to um, – he, he's taken his game to new heights, and I think that's very obvious here. And, you know, uh, good for him. I, I'm i looking at the Flames' left side too, and, you know, this is going to be a great matchup, I think, um, really – I, I like that the Oilers, I think any good team has flexibility in yeah. their, you know, whether it be their their defensive pairings or their forward group. If you can shuffle things up and still, this is where, you know, you uh, this is where the good team comes in. But, mm-hmm. and still have a competitive, talented group, then you're you're winning because, you know, you can pull a sneaky card and be like, oh, like, these are our lines, actually. Because, you know, the Flames could have been preparing for a complete the lineup against Vancouver with adjustments, you know, for Fogel and Yamamoto. But it's... I, I'm worried. I think hmm. that... I, like, I don't know. I think that, obviously, the Oilers are a great team, and they've proved that time and time again. And, you know, they have the home ice advantage here but I, I just I I like this forward group I do I think it's great and I think you know they have the depth and you know while the Flames fourth line isn't you know that great I mean they did score a goal the first goal of the season go Brett Ritchie uh, I, 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 I don't know I'm just I'm interested to see how these matchups work and if Sutter is going to do any adjusting as well yeah, and the interest, and you you said the the good thing is, or the, the the good teams are able to to adjust, and that is what both the Edmonton Oilers and the, the Calgary Flames have. Now you mentioned the fourth line. Somebody 
said to I forget where I heard it, but somebody was like, I'll give you $20 if anybody on that fourth line could even touch Connor McDavid while he's on the ice. Fair enough. That is potentially one of the slowest lines in hockey. And but it does a job, right? That that's they're not there to to go out there and, and, and get pucks deep and, and really finesse it up. They're there to do a job. But on the Edmonton Oilers side, the we mentioned you well, you mentioned that uh Kyler Yamamoto is back in the lineup and that they could make uh, lineup changes to or the Calgary Flames. Excuse me, I am all bundled up. What I'm trying to say is that now that Kyler Yamamoto is back in the lineup, he's not where he was playing when he was previously healthy in the preseason. He was on that first line with Connor McDavid, and Puliyarvi was on that second line. So now maybe when the Flames, like you said, they do make that adjustment to when Yamamoto's in the lineup. They may have been looking at when he was back in the preseason playing with Connor McDavid. Well, now he comes back into the lineup and Kyler Yamamoto hasn't played on Leon Dreisaitl's wing since the playoffs. Yes, that was the playoffs and the last time uh, the Edmonton Oilers played uh, the Calgary Flames, but it's a new season. The Edmonton Oilers have relatively a, a new, not necessarily lineup, but a new way of look looking at the team here. And, now, yes, Apuliarvi is that guy on the first line with Connor McDavid. I think that first line with Hyman McDavid and Apuliarvi will really, really work the wings and really, really make it difficult for guys like Uyghur and, and, and Tanev who aren't. Tanev isn't exactly the slightest of foot. So a guy like yes, Apuliarvi who's just lengthy and rangy and really gets through I there. I love him. And yes, I know that's how like, could you not? He is just like, the sweetest looking human being like I, he you know who he reminds me of exactly. marshall from how i met your mother <laughs> this goofy guy that yeah. just is just so funny and you're just like yeah a hundred percent and just, just goes out just the the yeah. nicest spirit out there yeah. the bison king um another interesting note from the oilers lineup is that for the first time this season, at least to start off the game, they're going to have what the Oilers call the spine of their team intact. And uh, that is Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Ryan McLeod. That is their, their four centers there. Each of those guys will be up the middle for the Edmonton Oilers tonight, at least to start off the game. We don't know how the Oilers like to change the lines every once in a while here, but that's important for the Edmonton Oilers. McLeod was playing on that that uh, third line with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. The Edmonton Oilers didn't have a lot of success up front uh, from the bottom six, more specifically against Vancouver. They were short. Dylan Holloway played the third least amount of minutes amongst all of the forwards. Less the or uh, uh, the only two other players uh, playing less than him were Brad Malone and Devin Shore. Now you have a full lineup, but you also are able to have full stability on those four lines. Now I mentioned Devin Shore, and I just want to wrap this up with Devin Shore was recalled by the Edmonton Oilers yesterday, and the Oilers sent down Philip Robert. Today, the Oilers sent down Devin Shore and recalled Philip Broberg. I love paper transactions. <laughs> I love them because they, like... 
especially when you're just flip flopping players like what i don't know sometimes these things just have to happen because the league makes no sense in terms of anything but what (laughs) and i don't even think broberg's playing like if he was playing and they dropped malone and had the Oilers run 11-7, then I'm, that would make sense. But Broberg didn't skate yesterday, obviously, because technically he's a Bakersfield condor. Right. <laughs> technically. Um, but now, not so much. But we'll see. Or, excuse me, it was the other way around. Broberg was called up and Shore was sent down. Shore now was called up and Broberg was sent down. So that's that's the other way. See, the paper transactions are already flipping me around. Like, right, what? and we're two games into this very Two long games season. into the season, Jess. I'm freaking out here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? I will say it is a Saturday episode. Yeah. So we're just like, I don't know. Even I'm like, what are, what are the Flames doing? Lose your minds here. <laughs> not cool but uh yes tonight the first installment of the battle of alberta in the 2022-2023 season we get jack campbell as well we didn't even talk about jack campbell that's okay we'll we'll talk about soup another time i'm more of a stew guy anyways now that was a cheap joke uh jack (laughs) campbell gets the start against dan vladar who is also getting the surprise start for the calgary flames Uh, 8 o'clock Mountain Time Puck Drop Hockey Night in Canada for the Battle of Alberta. What's better? Jess, where can they find you? Yes, so you can find uh, me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. And, of course, you can follow the show on on Twitter at LO underscore Flames Pod. And you can find me, or Locked on Flames, wherever you're listening to Locked on Oilers. And, Brett, where can my lovely listeners find you? You can find me at the real Holden 40 on Instagram, Twitter. I think my Tumblr is that still too. <laughs> I'm not sure even anymore, but you don't care about me. You care about the Oilers and you can find the locked on Oilers Twitter page, literally at locked on Oilers. It's exactly how it sounds. You can also find us on YouTube at locked on Oilers there as well. Exactly how it sounds. If you haven't subscribed already, what are you doing? Do it. Do it, definitely. Uh, to wrap it up, do you have a score prediction? Ooh, I dig it, I dig it. Let's go. Oh, man. <laughs> Mike Smith's not in net, eh? Um, I'm going to go. Let's go 4-2 Edmonton Oilers win. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see another 9-5 to game here. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'll say it's going to be 4-3. to I think it's going to be Oilers. I do. I just... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm just, like we talked about, this is a new stage for a lot of these guys. But, all right. Last time, both of us took the same team, which was in the playoffs. We both said the Calgary Flames would win the series. And we were wrong. (laughs) So we don't know. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see who comes out on top tonight in the first uh, Battle of Alberta of the season. And, Brett, thank you so much. And um, I will see you later this, well, next week. And I'm, all right, everyone, it's Saturday. Goodbye.